your manger dogs. Swab the decks and hoist the sails. The guns on board be needed some proper madam. Pieces of eight and a fine wench on your arm. If you work, be not too shoddy. Be careful not to flounder too badly, though, or you may have to dance the hemp and jig as we see you to Davy Jones. The Jeffy, my boy, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, friends, folks, foes, and fellow pirate mateys to this week's feature edition. It's our Friday night guest spot show number 197 with hypnotherapist Chris Lee out of Ontario. Great you could make it. WPRPN.com, of course, is the website. Our email address, simply pirate1radio at protonmail.com. If you have any PayPal donations you'd like to send our way in support of the, the efforts that we do make here, week in and, and week out, of course, very much appreciated. Um, Check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash WPRPN. And don't forget to send us some digital love and support as well, too, over via minds.com. That is, once again, if you appreciate the sort of content we're putting together here twice weekly, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 out on the East Coast, Tuesdays and Friday nights, that's Wednesdays and Saturdays, 12 p.m. noon here in the Tokyo and Seoul time zones. Canadian author, lecturer Chris Lee is a clinical hypnotherapist specializing in past life regression therapy. Practicing hypnotherapy for the past 25 years, he has toured six countries, presenting his talk, Life in the Past Lane, hundreds of times, where he explains what he does, how he does it, and the benefits of his method. Using no medication nor invasive forms of surgery, with just your past life memories, you'll be able to learn how to potentially eliminate persistent aches, pains, fears, phobias, and debilitating emotions such as anger, confusion, and depression. We've got all of his contact information down there in the show description area via YouTube. You'll want to take a look at what... That's all about, of course, what he has to offer. Uh, RadianceGifts.com PastLifeRegressionAndProgression.com I think is the main website he has in place presently along with uh, a Facebook presence and his email address. So, looking forward to this in a big way. Um, as I 
do believe the the rest of the gang here is as well too. Uh, we've got Pirate Larry and Reverend Jim out there keeping a close watch on things as far as the comment areas of social media are concerned. Always uh, appreciated the the effort that they make. We'll maybe bring them into the conversation midway through the show and somewhere along the tail end where we uh, decide to wrap up. But in the meantime, yeah, Chris Lee, no sense in hesitating or, or delaying the inevitable any further. Welcome to the Robin Hood. Uh, great you could make it uh, to us this week, courtesy of Laura Lee Potvan. You, you appeared on our show just a short while ago, did you not? No, he's there. You go. Okay, okay. Wrong, wrong yeah. button. There you go. Yeah, I was on there uh, a little while ago when she recommended to get in touch with you. And it was quite interesting being as you're in South Korea, but I gather most of your uh, audience is in North America or, or all over the place. Pretty much all over the world, I would say, at this stage. There's no doubt about that. But largely, I think the majority, North America and, uh, USA in particular, as at mm-hmm. least as far as the YouTube demographics are concerned. But we get all kinds of people through Facebook and uh, coming to us, New Zealand, even you know Europe, uh, Scandinavia, Asia here, of course. So, absolutely, yeah. So, uh, how did things go with Laura Lee then? That was something you probably still remember, I guess. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a good show. I've done, uh, I'm doing a run of them right now. Uh, you're, this is the ninth one in uh, in uh, August. Just want to get my stuff out there because uh, my, my books, being as a lot of people now can't get out as much, I do a lot of my stuff uh, using internet, Skype mainly. So let me explain what I do because... Um, when, when, one of the things I do find when doing my talk, it's a two-hour talk, so an hour and a half, that should be fine. I do get some that want me to tell everything in 20 minutes. That's like, <laughs> I hardly say my name in that time. But it is, is uh, yes, I took uh, hypnotherapy uh, 25 years ago. Now, what I do is that uh, when I do a talk, which is what I've been doing mostly because uh, I have found from doing a lot of stats that 84% of the people that come to my talk uh, generally book a session. Before I do the talk, uh, usually nobody's booked it unless I've been there before. It's because I do explain a few things. One of the things I, things I start off with is just say, show of hands, how many people here believe in past lives? And most, of it, most people do put it up their hands up because that's the theme that they knew I was doing. What have you? Uh, what about yourself? Uh, do you believe in past life or just uh, not sure? Uh, speaking for myself, uh, yeah, very much open to the possibility. Absolutely, sure. And and for, and for scientific reasons too. We, we if you want to get into the discussion at some point, but we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And I think the other guys here on board do. And uh, let's let's hear from our audience members out there through the chat uh, end of things. Whether, whether they do or not, of course, there's always um, skeptics or, you know, people that are well, Go ahead. 
Well, the way, the way my system works is that if you don't believe in past life, it doesn't matter. My system works whether you believe in it or not, and I'll explain that. But I do have people put their hands up, then I say how many people aren't sure. Generally, it's males. Uh, we're a bit more skeptical, <laughs> even though I work with five male medical doctors and only two female. Mm -hmm. And you think they might be skeptical, but they're not. They also know the power of the, you know, the uh, placebo effect, that type of thing. And they can't heal themselves. Like just what I do, for example, I cannot do this to myself because I'm not a reader. I do not, I get people come up and say, oh, what was I in a past life? And I look at them going, how the hell would I know? I don't read people. And besides, you probably had 900. So which life are you talking about? Hello. Now, I am a clinical hypnotherapist. And what happens is that I also, interestingly too, when I do have people put their hand up for not sure, I say, good, as long as you got an open mind, yes. But I do actually ask, is anybody here that doesn't believe in it? And I had it actually funny one in Winnipeg. You've probably heard of that. And one lady on the third question slowly put her hand up, not believing. So everybody's looking at her. And she stood up and said, I have a good excuse, though. I said, what is your excuse? She said, my daughter believes in past lives, and she needed a ride here tonight. <laughs> okay, So, you know, we let her stay. She said, you know, at the end, she, she came up and said, you'd make a lot of, use a lot of logic, which is what I do. And if you're not sure about logic, too bad, I'm going to use it. But the next thing I do ask people, I remind people that if you're not sure, you think you made it up, that's up to you. The bottom line is, is that my system eliminates, as you mentioned, persistent, not just one you had yesterday, is persistent aches, pains, fears, phobias, and debilitating emotions. And whether you believe in past life or not, my system will work either way. And how many people do you know are exempt from any of those conditions? Almost nobody. Then I ask them, the big, the big killer is hypnosis. They see the word hypnotherapist. So, in fact, I used to do uh, workshops, but people, you know, it's going to be hard to believe, but they have a fear of hypnosis. They watch too much television. They think that's all, you're going to lose control. You'll be barking like a dog. You become a zombie. They watch too much TV that is not even close to what it's about. I'll explain that. So, so I say, how many people have been ever been hypnotized? And very few people got their hand up. And then obviously the rest haven't. So then I said, I make a big profound statement. I said, those with not, don't have their hand up, you're fibbing. We are in hypnosis five to 20 times per day. And that's when people get that look on their face. And I say, and I always explain, give example. And I get, here's one. Does anybody here remember high school? Do you remember high school? <laughs> okay. And did you ever have boring subjects? And their hands go back up. Did you ever daydream during these boring subjects? Hands go back up again. I said, daydreaming is hypnosis. All hypnosis is is deep relaxation. And another example is, have you ever watched television or a movie or read a book so intently that you don't hear people talking to you? Hands go up. You're in hypnosis, single focus concentration. That's how we used to memorize stuff when we used to have to. We didn't take pictures of it like we do now. And then the third thing, to have them all ex ex you know, explain that they've been in hypnosis, I say, show of hands, how many people in the last 24 hours slept? Did you sleep in the last 24 Well, obviously, hands go up. Deep relaxation. How much deeper relaxed can you get when you're sleeping? 
So then I say the usual, I can't now, how many people have been hypnotized? So unless they were not listening, <laughs> their hands all go up. So, and I said, does anybody force you to daydream? Does anybody force you to re you know, ignore people when you're reading a book? Anybody force you to go to sleep? In fact, if somebody tried doing that, for sure you wouldn't go to sleep. No. Hypnosis is 100% self-hypnosis. Nobody can make you. I can't hypnotize anybody. Nobody can hypnotize you. I help you. In fact, when I do a session, uh, Jaffe, I say at the very beginning, may I work with you today? And I expect a yes or a no. If they say no, what am I going to do about it? Nothing. If they say yes, then the subconscious knows that they want to work on it. You know, so go ahead, and that's how this works. So again, no, no, not, not a single bit of forced. It's all self-hypnosis. Now, let me finish, clear up one more thing. The main thing that people are afraid of hypnosis is because they've seen hypnotist shows. Now, I'm not a hypnotist. Hypnotist goes with amusement or that type of thing. I'm a hypnothera or hypnotherapist. That's using therapy and hypnosis. In other words, I help people relax. When you're relaxed, you remember your subconscious memories come up quicker. Now, when people don't say, have you ever seen a stage show, Jaffe? Yeah, of course. Ravine, he was one of the most famous, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Fact, that's how I quit smoking. The man they call ago. Ravine. Yeah. Yes. He was on his last tour uh, for 30 years. <laughs> okay. But I saw him in Winnipeg. And because of him, I quit smoking because yeah. I used to smoke like everybody else. But I bought one of his albums. Albums. And I didn't have any money left for cigarettes. So I listened to the album. But it did work. But uh, on hypnotist shows, a lot of people are, you know, like actually are even afraid to go to them. Case, what if I have to go up on stage? Or get... Hello, it doesn't work that way. What happened is, is that the hypnotist likes to get lots of people up on stage for a couple of reasons. Now, the normal method is to get the volunteers to go up. Is that he says everybody in the audience, you know, lock your fingers together. And then you'll say the harder you try to separate them, the more they get locked together. Now, most of the people just pull their hands apart, but there's going to be some that don't. And they are actually a part of the human race. Probably about 10% of the human race are what's called somnambulistic. That's a word that took me a year to pronounce. Anyhow, they are in somnambulistic. They don't care. They have fun. They don't, they don't have any hang-ups. They don't care what people think. You know, they're not going to do anything immoral. It does not ever happen. But they don't care. So when they go up on stage, he'll say, okay, you know, you can separate your hands. So then while they're there, he says, you want to join the show. And they don't have to either, but a lot of them do because they're having fun. Now, when he does his relaxation technique, which is what I do similar, is I slow him down. And you get better access to your subconscious memories. You're actually, they are now acting about the age of seven or eight or younger. And it's not very difficult at seven or eight or younger to pretend you're barking like a dog or playing musical instruments that aren't there, correct? Correct, yes, yes. Yes, that was your turn. It's just if you're still there. Just kidding. Now, what happened, though, is, using some logic, if you've ever watched a show, a hypnotist show, and I don't mean on TV because they just zoom in on the, on the main people, but if you're in a live show, watch carefully. You ever notice that they slowly send people off during the performance? Have you noticed that at all? That, that? that is the case as well, too, yes. 
Yeah. Here's the logic. He gives the illusion that he's in charge, he's in control, and everybody in the audience think they're, they're, he's making them do what they do because it does sound a bit of fun. Wrong. Everybody on stage is 100% aware of what they're doing. They just don't care. But they're acting like the child, or, I don't know, seven or eight or younger. Here's your logic. Why does he send people off when they're supposed to be under his control? It's because he's not in control and kids can get bored. So if you had a, you know, a bit of fun, but you're tired now of jumping up and down, you just sit there. It doesn't look good for his show, so he does send you off. That's why he likes lots of people up there, and you'll, you'll see him whisper maybe if you're close enough, like, thanks for coming. Goodbye. So that's how this works. And in other words, there is no loss of control because as human beings, we don't like being under control, do we? No, that's not typically, yes. That's, no. That's, what I get fine amusing is that I'll have people, um, you know, friends that introduce me occasionally to some of their friends and say, he's a hypnotherapist. And what happens so many times is typical. Everybody that does this thinks they've come up with a new joke and they quickly look away. So I like to finish and bug them. And I'll say, why did you do that? And the common answer is, well, you might hypnotize me and make me do something I don't want to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's about the level of you know, thinking there. So I look at them and I'll say, really? If I could do that, isn't there more money in Las Vegas? Why don't I go down there and hypnotize the dealers that I've got a winning hand all the time? Or headlines, six more banks robbed by hypnotists. He made me give them the money. What a load of bullshit. Excuse my French. It doesn't happen. Because if somebody could walk up to you and make you do something you don't want to do, I think um, you might have noticed in my profile I was a cop for eight years. If we had heard of people doing that, we'd be putting them away because that's not nice. So it doesn't happen. That's why when I explain that is why 84% of the people that now come to my talks book a session because they realize there's no loss of control. But also then I explain what happens and what I do and how I help people on this. But what I like to do is right off the bat is to explain something profound. When people think it's their imagination, that, in fact, I've had people finish their session and they said, I got rid of four of my concerns. Now, oh, just a little side, in a session, an hour and a half to two hours is my normal session with a client. I take care of two to seven different things. This isn't an ongoing thing. We come in once a week for the next two years. It takes care of it. So now what happens, though, is I get people that have said, Things like, uh, well, you took care of all my concerns, but I fact, one guy, he said, he leaned over like it was a secret. He said, you know what? He said, I was here all the time. I said, yes, I watched you. You didn't leave. Because they think it's supposed to be, you know, bells and whistles and stuff. And one other quick thing somebody had mentioned on another show I forgot to mention. When you come into my session, you don't lay down. More stereotyping. I can't get, believe this. Where do I lay down? And I say, I look at the people that do say that, and I'll say, why, are you going to pay me to sleep? Because your subconscious works off of repetition. What do you do when you lay down? You generally go to sleep. And I can't talk to you when you're sleeping. And your snoring might, you know, be annoying too. But anyhow, what happened, though, is is that when you're finished, okay, I do get people have said that you took care of my stuff, but I think I made it up. I'm sure I made it up. 
It happens. And I look at the person and I try to be polite. So I said, I don't think you're smart enough. And then I quickly add, and I'm not smart enough either. Because here's how this works, Jeffy. The conscious part of your mind is only about 5% of your mind. The subconscious is the rest of it. The conscious is a processor. It's never been to a past life, hasn't got a clue about them. But it's got an ego problem, likes to think it's clever. So if it thinks that it, and the, or the subconscious is the most powerful computer storage unit I've ever seen. If you've got one past life, a hundred, a thousand, they're all in there. And they're easy to get to with the system I use. So, but anyhow, what happened is, is that the subconscious, the conscious, if it thinks it made it up, well, I think I'll say when you ask the question, what year is that? I'm going to say 1802. Uh, I made it up. Think of some logic here. The conscious doesn't have a memory. Where does it get the 1802 from? Where do you think? God. Uh, Subconscious, who, you're right. Who, who, yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. I do give out virtual cookies for people with the right answers and also laugh at the right time. 1802. I was thinking maybe the Battle of Waterloo or something. I, yeah. <laughs> think, think, think quick, yes. It's just a number made up. But the point is, is that when you think you've made up 1802, the conscious is the one that thinks it's clever and tries this. It has no memories, I said. It gets the answer from the subconscious. The subconscious, Jeffy, has no humor. <laughs> it doesn't play games. So when you say, I'm going to say 1802, the subconscious already gave it to you. You think you made it up, but it's going to be the correct answer anyways. But the point is, is that if you think you made it up, it doesn't matter. Your, your ache or pain, and that will still disappear. So the point is, if you think you made it up, but it disappears, does it really matter? No. Now, I'm going to make a very profound statement for you guys. You've heard of the word imagination, yes? Uh, yeah, of course, we all have, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm going to tell you a profound statement. There's no such thing. When I say that, you see the look in people's faces. It's like, what the hell is he talking about? So I say, I'm going to show you how this works. Now, if you don't mind doing it, and, uh, and the other two guys, and, uh, Jim and, and uh, Larry, is to close your eyes for a moment or two. Just close your eyes. Here we go. Take, okay. Take a deep breath. And slow down a bit. Okay. Now, in your mind's eye, I want you to see or sense or visualize a lemon. A big, bright, yellow, sour, juicy lemon. And then see yourself cutting it up. See the juice squirting. And taking a bite of one of those pieces of sour, juicy lemon. Feel that texture. Swallow it. And there's lots of lemon. Have one more piece of that lemon. Chewing it, swallowing it. Then I say, everybody, open your eyes. Now, I jokingly tell people half the people there are making faces at me because their faces were all screwing up, you know, from that, that taste. A quarter of the people are just polite and a little bit of, of uh, mouth movement. And there's always a few that, that uh, nothing happened. I had one person one time say, I like lemons. So what? You still make your mouth water. Now, the point is, did you have any reaction to that? Yeah, a standard, like a virtual reaction as if it was really eating a lemon. Yeah, but it was a bit sour, a bit of watering. Yeah, because I, I 
we have, I guess I have a memory, a stored memory of what that experience is like. Uh, uh, you're getting ahead of me. You're very quick. <laughs> Nobody's done that. Here's what I tell the people. If your mouth watered, which most it did, mostly did, that means your body is reacting. Then I said, wait a minute, there's nothing in your mouth. What's it reacting to? You already gave me the answer. One word starts with an M. Memory. Memory. And I look at them and I say, if you have never tasted a lemon in your life, I guarantee you 100% you cannot make your mouth water. You can't imagine what the mouth watering would be like or what it's going to taste like. Therefore, you can't imagine it. You've had one before. So that's how it works. So when you've done that, you realize that your imagination, how do you do that? You're actually using memories. It might be, you know, mixing a few together to get that uh, daydreaming stuff up. But that's how this works. Now, what happened was is that when I took my training, um, hypnotherapy classes or training schools that are around almost never will have uh, past life training in there. Mainly it's because like in the world, half the people do believe in past life, but in North America, it's a lot lower. So think of the logic. If you want to promote your school and you need to you know, like have an income, and you mentioned past life, you're losing a bunch of uh, potential students, wouldn't you? Because they don't want to be involved with that. So we didn't have any. Now, I was part of the 24 in our class. In fact, we were all teamed up with a team member. Mine was actually a male medical doctor. Again, he was tired of giving people, he said, the pills for the placebo effect. Now, what happened was during the, during the program, uh, Jeffy, uh, somebody must have asked the head teacher about past life. Now, I wasn't sure about that, but I had an open mind, and I figured there's got to be something else around here than buying your way to heaven like my parents thought they were doing. So he said, who wants to see a demonstration? So 24 hands went up. Who wants to volunteer? 24 hands came down. Okay. It wasn't because uh, we were afraid of it. It's just that we, a lot of us still thought that it's like, uh, you know, disappear and you don't remember a thing. We want to remember it. You do remember. When you're daydreaming, you don't disappear because the teacher might catch you. So, yes, you're always in control. So we, we bantered back and forth. You go. No, you go. You go. Finally, you go went up. There's a cookie involved here. Okay. Moving along. So what happened was is that I was quite impressed. I had my book out, my pen, ready to write down stuff. And to make it short is that the girl, one of the student, the female students went up. And she started describing, once he slowed her down, being a boy about 10 years old in the 1930s in the, in, um, the States playing on train tracks. And a lot of us have done that. But in those days, the train track switches were electric still, or had been still started earlier than that electric but what happened the train came along and he got his foot caught in it and unfortunately the train ran over him now half the audience started to grimace and stuff i said don't worry he came back another life he's okay then he regressed the student to another life she saw herself as a female in 1942 in england and what do you think was going on in 1942 in england that was the the war, of course, maybe the bombing. Yes, the... Second World War. Sure. You got a cookie there, Jeffy. Okay. Thank okay. You. The other guys, uh, maybe give them one or two later. Anyhow, moving along. So, yes, World War II and a bombing raid was going on. 
So I went, wow, and I made notes on these two. And so, but the big thing that got me interested in doing past life was the next day she came into school and stood up in front of the class real quick. She said, you know what, guys? She said, I've always wondered why I hated trains and thunder. All of it, a lot of it are going, whoa. But then the next statement she said really clinched why past life works. She said, they don't bother me now. Seeing it once is gone. That's what it's all about. Seeing where things come from, letting them go, which does happen quite easily when I take you back to your past lives. And that's right. Now, I did finish my course in uh, regular hypnotherapy, of course. I got my certificate, went out and did the steer. This, this is funny. They say, I went out and started my practice. You hear doctors and that saying they started their practice. Why? Why would you want to work with somebody that's still practicing? Would that, you want somebody that's finished? That's, finished. <laughs> that's one of my classic questions as well, too. That and and, yeah. and law, of course. Yes. Practicing law. Yeah. No, not on me. <laughs> okay. Right. So I did find that stereotyping is um, basically hypnotherapy is your smoking weight and confidence. I do keep a lot of stats. I'm very mathematical. After about a year of doing this, I realized that my effectiveness with my clients was about 20 to 25%. Now, that's not very good, is it? Not just why I usually have the crowd shake their head like, no. Then I said, I decided to go further on the past life. I started reading books, uh, some very good authors, uh, Michael Newton, Life Between Lives, Many Lives, Many Masters. A, that's Brian Weiss, who was a psychiatrist, but realized that uh, past life regression works. Uh, Michael, or... Uh, What's his name? Uh, Richard Sutphin down in the States. He's the one actually that discovered the uh, energy the energy in uh, Sedona, Arizona. I don't know if you've heard of that. And I know we did go down there and I did feel that. So anyhow, I started practicing with some of my volunteers and I found ah, this works quite well. So after a while I decided let's try this with my clients. When I started with the, doing this with my clients, I very quickly noticed that the effectiveness was about 95%. That's when I have people shake their head, yes, that is a good thing. And that's a big change. But then I go, but there's a downside to being 95% effective. What do you think it is? What do you think? Hang on a second there. Just having to get, get to the mute button. Downside to being 95% effective? I have no idea. You, you got me. <laughs> okay. Now, a lot of people say, well, there's 5%. And actually, it's me. The downside is you don't get repeat clients because my system takes care of it. And when it's gone in the session, it doesn't come back. Right. So it's not an ongoing therapy type thing. So but they all have a laugh about that. So I finished, but I found that I didn't take me long to wipe out the area I was in. So I decided to go to England and try some. Uh, my brothers um, invited me over to, he lived, bought a pub there, so I went over. But I started doing some um, workshops. But I found workshops don't work because so many people have a fear of heights, a fear, a fear of I just saw a question that threw me off. It's so have a fear of hypnosis, so they didn't come. That's why I decided to do the talks, then work one-on-one -on -one with people. And that's how it works. The interesting thing is that when I did do, the only thing really I found effective or, or interesting, sorry, from doing workshops, 
and have everybody, I have them all slow down. And I give them general questions. I go to, you know, a nice day and you know, many years ago and keep and just remember where you were. I did find when we chatted in between the lives that a lot of the same people in that group were in the same past life and they didn't know each other. That brings around. Now, why, why do you think that might happen? Is because we have a soul group. Have you heard of soul groups? Sure. Yeah, not not from, and they're not all from Motown. Right. <laughs> I hear people say that because I'm right nearby. But what it is is that apparently we are now again. I just relate. I don't say you are or aren't because I'm not there. But when you've worked with over twenty thousand past life, uh, or, or uh, go through twenty thousand past lives, and there's a commonality to all of them, even not logical person has to realize there must be something there so one thing i do find amusing is that when i do get some people that want to banter on a talk or get really heavy into all this stuff i have a very very simple answer i look at them and say i don't know about that not a clue but i do know how to get rid of your aches pains fears and phobias is that interesting then they'd be quiet after that i don't get into big heavy stuff but i have found from doing thousands of these that we are apparently an energy that's why we don't die we just you know next body please and when you go into, when, when you're in your soul group, which in a session I do take people there, their subconscious will tell you how many's in there. And what happened, though, is that when we come into the human form, we're here to learn lessons. Even people that aren't sure about this still go, yeah, I think we should be learning something. Makes sense? When we learn, the, uh, we work it out. It's like having a play. You know, you're the bad guy at this time. You're the good guy because it's not a chick flick. And, well... We're going to learn such and such. When you come into the human form, for some reason, we totally forget what it is. The main reason for that is how would you learn your lesson if you had the script in your hand? Oh, yeah, today I'm going to do this, this, and this. Oh, boring. It doesn't work. We have free will. And we screw it up a lot. We're good at that. That is why we have people with aches, pain. I had a lady in Australia when she came to the session with with her list of what she wanted to work on, she had 32 items typed, so it was easy to read. Now, that took two sessions. I very rarely do two sessions unless somebody's got a really big list. So, but anyhow, what happened is, is that when we don't finish a life lesson, that acre pain, fear, phobia, and that type of thing comes into our current life. Now, I'll explain why. But one of the things is there's two reasons why we generally don't learn our life lesson in the past life is because of either you died too soon or you screwed up. If you were supposed to be like a Mother Teresa and you became Jack the Ripper, I think you screwed up. Make sense? Yes, I see you're not nodding your head. Yes, yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and keep you on your toes. And so in case I ask you a tough question. Tough question. But anyhow, the point is, if we don't finish it now, every life I've found we come into, we have a new lesson to learn. But the old ones drag along. That is why people have persistent, as I said, aches, pains and stuff. It's because of our body cell memory. This is the culprit. We have body cell memory. You've probably heard of that. The AMA, American Medical Association, a few years ago, put out uh, their findings that they have found and proved that people with organ transplants are often getting picking up the traits of the person that had that organ. 
one guy hated pizza, loved pizza. I just said, I wish I could get, if I get one, I want somebody who's a musician so I can play my guitar better. Okay. Anyhow, so that's the culprit. Your body cell memory duplicates the pain that you incurred from the life which you didn't finish. For example, uh, about 40% of the world cannot have people touch their neck or wear tight jewelry around their neck or or turtlenecks. So I actually I gave it a, a, a sort of a, my own little joking uh, category called a turtleneck syndrome. And it's because they're either hung, mm -hmm. beheaded, or strangled. Mm -hmm. And obviously they didn't finish their lesson. So what happens is that your subconscious, which is very powerful, your subconscious actually runs your body. It controls, it controls your immune system too. But what happens is it, for some reason, it fuels that you haven't finished that lesson, Here's the pain that you incurred or the fear that you created, and it's there. That is why when you can take – see, my system works on uh, cause and effect. Have you ever had stress in your life? Ha well, I haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and a simple question. But do you ever get headaches from it? And in fact, most people do. Not saying all, but most people get stress headaches. And most people take a painkiller. I don't mention brands because they already make too much money anyways. So when they take the painkiller, that generally numbs the pain. Make sense? That's what they're out in the market for, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But does that get rid of the stress? Uh, no. No, you, and, and you have to keep taking the same medication over and over again. So you're hooked, <laughs> uh, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. And I've, I've seen so many people that take pills for the side effects of the pills they shouldn't be taking in the first place. But the whole point is, is that cause and effect. When I take people, and I don't have a clue. When when I work with a client, and let's say they've put down that they've got a pain in their right knee, and it's been there for 20 years, which I've seen. They've taken all kinds of stuff, and they're in fact one was getting ready to have a knee replacement. Oh, that always bothers me. People say they've had a hip or that because if I'd seen them a year earlier, they would never have to do it. But anyhow, he, what happened is is that when you come into the my session, I help you slow down so that your conscious is not getting in the way. It still has to be there because otherwise you're sleeping and I can't remember, I can't talk to when you're sleeping. So what happens is is that that when I slow you down, I then say, let your subconscious take you to the cause of your concern. I don't say knee pains, I don't use the word pain stuff because you're giving it credence. I say concerns. For some reason, and I don't know why. But it happens every time. In your in your mind's eye, up will pop the scene because I'll also say go to the exact point in that life, not just wander through it. For some reason, it pops up. Now, most people, like uh, just a quick uh, check here. When I did the lemon exercise, now forget about the tasting, but did you see the lemon in your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Most people do. What 80% of them do, they're, they're, that's what you call visual in your mind's eye. And the other 20 is about is what's called uh, more sensing. But again, it still works because a blind man, for example, doesn't have to see you to know you're there. They can hear you, kick you, bite you, whatever. Is that either way? But either way, that's why you do direct people to either to say, so I say, see or sense or visualize. And that's why. And I don't always say the past life because if you're not quite sure about it, that's not going to make you feel good. Then I'll simply say you're. Let your subconscious show you the, the cause of your concern. 
for some reason, it always goes to exactly. And what will happen is that I'll I'll ask you simple questions, you know, like because I don't see any of these things, and especially on the first one, you're not sure how it works. I'll start with like start off with simple questions: Are you indoors or outdoors? Is it what kind of a day is it? You know, how's it? Is there a breeze? So even a non-visual person would would still know, you know, see that. And within moments, then I'll say, what's going on, or or where are you? Next thing you know. I'm in a battle, and I've got armor on. I, go, <laughs> I remember one guy later said, I guess there is past ice, because I don't remember running around on a horse <laughs> with armor on. So I said, and I got hit. I got hit by um, some guy with one of the great big hammers, because he was on a horse, but a lot of them were fighting on. And it, he hit me. And uh, I don't lead, because that's, you know, that's, it's like, you know, it doesn't, it's not nice. It uh, makes it sound like your power suggestion. So I'll say, where did he hit you? And if they say on my knee, I still don't say, is it the one that hurts or left? I say, which one? And the area of the body that they will say where it is, is 100% always the concern that they are being affected from. His, that, that knee, it smashed his knee. Now, your body can actually heal stuff quite well. Like a, bro a, bone, a broken bone can generally heal itself in seven weeks. But if you get a pain that stays there for years, you've triggered it. And just a quick example, though, is that I get people that say, it's not a past life. I had a car accident. And I said, okay, that that's good. It makes, it makes some sense. Uh, how long ago was that? Three years ago. <laughs> your body on its own, if you had shut up and leave it alone, can generally heal itself long before that. But when you trigger something, it, that, that accident would have triggered the memory of that past life. And it brings in the pain from that. That is why the placebo effect works well if you use the power of suggestion. But basically, your subconscious is the one that controls the pain and brings it in. I'm not trying to be mean, but it figures you have to finish that lesson. Here's what, ha here's what happened. When, what I do, in fact, another one, I just did a tour, actually did a tour of Canada last year, I do a lot of tours, but ironically, Jaffe, we finished, I did all 10 provinces, for the Americans, it's like a state, except it's province, we have 10, and I did all 10, and I decided, my wife comes with me, she also does, uh, she's a clairvoyant medium from Britain, she's extremely good, but anyhow, what happened was, is that we decided, let's not go touring in 2020. Do you see the irony of that? We couldn't tour if we wanted to, okay? Right. Because they didn't let us go. So it sort of ironically worked out fine. But again, the one and one lady, this one place uh, you might have heard or not, of Grand Prairie, Alberta. Sure. And so it's a popular place. You so when used I went, to she, uh, she, play she, hockey up there, as a matter of fact. It's, yeah, yeah, they're Dawson they're quite Creek. they're quite into it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that whole um, territory. Do a lot of traveling. But anyhow, she said she came to the talk, then she came in. She said I had a car accident. And I said, okay, how long ago? She said a year and a half ago. And I said, where did where did it still hurt? And she says, my left shoulder. And I said, have you been doing anything for that? You know to try and fix it. She said, yes, for the last seven months, I've been taking physiotherapy. Now, that's a good trade. It can work. Got rid of my frozen shoulder. But I said, how much can you move now? And so she showed me. She moved her arm up sort of like parallel to the ground, like straight out, but with a lot of ache and 
pain in her eyes and, 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 and gritting her teeth. So I said, put it, put it down. So with her, I said, when I went to that particular concern, I said, let your subcon take you back. Now she believed in past life. So he said, the past life, that's the cause of the shoulder concern. Not saying which one. And within a moment, she's in a battle because he back in the olden days, you know, three, four, five, everybody battled a lot. Fighting or mostly in Europe happens. So she got a spear pushed into her left shoulder. And that was where it came from. Now, when I work with a client, once I've we've gone to the past life, and there's a couple of things I do say to help let it go, then I'll say to the client, move your arm around. Because we're going to do five or six things. No sense waiting until at the end and try moving all this stuff. I said right then, she had her hand almost straight up with almost no effort. She, the look on her face, this is what I love about what I do, is that the look on people's faces, when they move apart or the fear of that they've had all their life disappears, it's priceless. And it's so easy. Seeing it lets it go. And I do use a scale of 0 to 10. I tell people at the beginning, move your arm. That's a 10, the pain. When I'm finished, 0 is gone. What number are you? And most of the time, it's about a 1 or 2. Because usually there's a little, little bit of um, muscles being held that long. Sometimes there's still a bit of tightness. Well, how long? Let me, just, let me just jump in here for a second, sure. Chris. How long does the effect last generally then? It's gone. It's gone. Forever. It, yes, because it'll finish healing. It, like it was being stopped from healing. But uh, most of the time it's just, it wasn't, it was already past whether, like being healed, healed. Your body, as I said, duplicates the pain by tightening the muscles. Now, an interesting thing is if it doesn't hurt as much as it did in that life, it will also put bones out of joint to make it hurt more. So what happened was this one guy, lower back pain is another common one. This guy in uh, northern BC, uh, lower back. So I said, let's go to that past life. And he was on a horse and he got pitched and thrown off and broke his back in that life. But again, it's all to do with lessons not finished. If you had finished the lesson, it wouldn't carry forward. So I said, now, you see where it came from, different life? Yeah, move your back now. And he said, did you hear that? And I said, oh, yeah. It was the biggest crack I heard in a long time. And when he stood up at the end of the session, he said, I haven't stood this straight for 12 years. Because it was duplicating the pain, putting the bone out of joint, which made him hard to stand up straight because it was causing pain. These, it, it works so simple. The reason I want to, like I'm doing a lot of these shows right now, is to get my training going out even more. I have trained people over the years. Some are making a career out of it because they like helping people. You do not need a, a medical degree. You don't need a, you know, any kind of degrees. Just want to help people. And if you have a problem talking to people, I also fix that too because fear, you know, public speaking is basically uh, mostly power suggestion, but I help you by getting in one of your past lives that you do extremely good public speaking to help you. We can. We can make use of our, our past lives. We can help people. I've helped people improve their talents. Uh, people that go play piano quite well wonder why they, they're so good at it. Sure enough, they played piano in two or three lives and often get better because they sort of take some of the... Uh, the memories from the other past lives and put them together. You can't quite start off by having not playing piano and, and suddenly become just as good. You have to start, start it off a bit. 
but you can learn from that. There's a lot of things. Look now, at the way, Chris, that so many people, they come into this life and they have natural ability and talent uh, yeah. at such a young age. Mozart yeah. was a good example, but there's so many of these young prodigies and, and guys like myself who for years have been plugging away on guitar and finally just managing <laughs> to, oh, I think I can now, I, I get the idea how to play, you know, get some lead yeah. scales and, you know, and then you watch these young kids that are 12 years old just totally you know just 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 shredding it you know it's, it's like, oh aren't they, aren't they annoying oh <laughs> you gotta love them you got it now you gotta yeah, love them though them. yeah there was I a guarantee t- you 100 <laughs> percent. yeah they've had past lives that they did this already yeah. so they're relearning sure they're relearning the memories yeah. of that so it does have so i can help people with that too the way my system works though is i totally cause and effect but Basically, I named my system, really complicated name, I'll give you the spelling later, joking, it's called the unknown noise, okay? Here's how this works. You can do another word picture, everybody. Uh, You don't need to close your eyes this time. So picture you're living alone, and it's a dark, spooky, windy night. The wind's howling. Almost always somebody howls in the audience, so that's good. And middle of the night, there's a crash. You jump up and go, what the hmm is that? You notice I'm being polite there. Then you hear it again, you realize it's just the wind blowing a branch against the window. Now, unless it's going to break, you could, you'd probably do what I do, go back to sleep. But later that night, there's another crash, and you jump up and go, what the, because it's a different sound. Never heard that sound before. That's when you run amok, like it's somebody coming to kill me, the boogeyman, or, you know, or, or burglars or what. And unless we check it out, which most people wouldn't, we resort, we resort to childhood. We pull up our bulletproof covers <laughs> and try and get some safety. Can't sleep well, the noise is still bothering you. Get up in the morning, not refreshed, going to work. Wind still howling. You go out the door and you hear that noise again. It's off to your left. And you quickly look left. You realize it's just a metal garbage can. Neighbors got a new can. He had bags before our dogs licked them. But anyhow. So when you see that, Jeff, you're going to make a profound statement and adjectives about the stupid neighbor. The profound statement is, it's just a garbage can. Now, the next night, almost finished, another windy night, garbage can blows over, 50-50, you don't even wake up. But if you do, you're going to make your profound statement again, which is? I'm sorry, I... I... I, I did not follow what you were saying there, that last that last part. Yeah, I know. The garbage can blew over. Yes, the yes, night. No, yes. The second night. Now, when, when the garbage can blows over the second night, you might not even wake up because the subconscious knows it's just a garbage can. But ah. if you do wake up, if you do wake up, which about half the time you might, you're going to make the profound statement again, which is it's a stupid garbage can right, right. and that stupid neighbor. But there's a point here. The noise is the same both nights, correct? Yes. Why doesn't it bother you on the second night? Because you know what it is. Yeah, perfect answer. Thank you. I had somebody start getting real heavy. You now have a memory. Oh, get over it. You know what it is. We uh-huh. keep things simple. And and it's just, now, unless you feel the garbage cans are coming to kill you, you'd let it go. But now you know. Now, the point is, somebody telling you. Now, there are people out there that are readers, and they'll tell you that, Oh, it's probably a garbage can before you you know saw it, just heard it. I don't know about you, but if somebody had said that and I 
heard the noise the next night, I'd be going, how do they know? They know they don't live here. I'm going to peek out the window very carefully. Open. <gasps> it is a garbage can. The whole thing about the human nature body is we are an animal that likes to see to believe. Being told doesn't really work. You see it. So when people go to the past life and see where the accident or the or the ache or pain or the whatever you like, oh, a quick one: birthmarks are not birthmarks; they're death marks. It'll be where you've been shot or stabbed, that type of thing. But when you see where it comes from, the whole point, though, uh, Jeff, you do have to finish the lesson. It doesn't matter what it is; you still have to finish it. But you don't now have to bring in the ache or pain that gets you in your way. If people ask me, I want to know, can you help me find what my life lesson is in this life? And I say, good luck, because I had tried twice years ago and found out it ain't going to be shown. But what they do like is that I help you get rid of the junk that prevents you. Good example. Let's say, Jeff, your life lesson is to save a family that lives on a mountain, okay? And you have a fear of heights that you couldn't, you know, one of the worst fear of heights, which is number one fear. Those people are going to be toast, aren't they? Because you're not going there. <laughs> you got a fear of heights. So you have to do it over again. So they do like it when I help you get rid of the junk that prevents you from finishing your current life lesson. That's what it's all about. Well, that's pretty profound stuff, no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. So listen, this is a pretty good time for us to take just a bit of a something of a break or a, a segue, not in the formal sense, but more just to turn our sights and focus to the uh, the listing audience out there, as well as the good uh, friends and fellow pirate mateys that we have on board here, uh, Pirate Larry and Reverend Jim. So let's see who we can bring on board here first. I think Pirate, uh, actually Reverend Reverend Jim was headed on up to the crow's nest. There, he should have managed to have. Uh, positioned himself quite nicely by this point. It's been almost an hour of uh, Chris unpacking his his method and his um, some of his uh, just examples of what what this hypnotherapy business actually entails. Reverend Jim, have you ever heard of hypnotherapy, or uh, is any of this even making any sense to you? Oh, absolutely. And uh, it's making a lot of sense and actually a few answers. So it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, we get uh, Joey Boomer uh, on the fence with um, Musa. And there was another name here I just saw. Uh, Danielle Rivera, or Reverend. Riverin is uh, in the house over here on... Uh, YouTube, as long as as well as a few others, uh, I'm not sure I've chimed in. We got a few in my audience over here on uh, D Live. Let me check Facebook. Real we got quick. about 15 people uh, right now. It's uh, numbers are up and down uh, within that range, approximately. But there's a whole number of comments as well being left via mostly YouTube. Although over on Facebook. I should just, uh, I th think we, well, we had the whole number of people here. Coco Park, Jema Vatua, I'm not sure how to pronounce that last name, 
Michael Carey, Jason LeBlanc, J.B. Wells III, and I th Robert Hopkins, Sven Harold, Finvag, uh, Michelle K Kamala Saldana, who we had on board uh, a month or so ago. She came to us via Los Angeles, actually. Alternative, independent, underground journalist. And, uh, but very few people wanted to leave comments, as is typically the case with Facebook, for whatever reason. But yeah, about 15 folks altogether. Any, any major uh, comments jumping out at you uh, via YouTube at the moment? What have you managed to pick up on? Well, we got Joey Boomer, as you said. Anything that you'd like to follow up on as far as that goes? or? Uh, he he says he he experiences things between him and his twin, um, right? Which is interesting. He's which a, I've heard of that before too. Sure. Look but, at Elvis. Uh, Elvis was another I've, example too, right? I've uh, heard about the birthmarks being things from your past life, uh -huh. and so there's none of this that I'm I'm not shocked by any of this. I'm more intrigued. So are, are you, know. you are you a past life believer? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I, I believe in reincarnation. I do believe that uh, once we get whatever we're here for, and this goes right in my belief with we meet everybody we meet for a reason. The reason, and it may not be for you or the other person that you meet. It could be for a third person or even a fourth person. But there is a reason for the contact, and that would go right in hand with soul groups. Mm -hmm. These—that's one of—that's one of the answers. Uh, wait a minute, wait, this connects. This, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it got deep, even though he doesn't like to get deep. Well, and as he said, you don't necessarily even have to believe in past lives to um, participate or be a part of his uh, his his method or the system that he has for his hypno uh, therapeutic way of helping people basically as far as Joey Joey Boomer is concerned he as I understand was for some time maybe even still is to this day a practitioner of Akinkar the the uh, some kind of yogic not quite Tibetan dream yoga it's something similar along those lines we're going to turn our focus now to i suppose um pirate larry i'm not sure if you're back up on dead man's bluff or down in skullport harbor maybe uh as as always i'd be down in skullport harbor today that's a good place to be it's fine evening yes all right well how are things looking for your vantage point are you familiar with much of this uh the the content and the context to what uh mr chris lee is unpacking for us here tonight oh absolutely uh i i just wanted to say that in my experience the difference between a past life memory and a dream is in a past life memory i actually can see touch and smell you know everything around me i can smell the leather of the chairs i can you know feel the the humidity on the on the prison walls i mean 
there are <laughs> there are things that just little things that just you know jog the memory um and uh yeah i've often thought that you know your birthmarks and and little freckles are a star map you know of where you your uh, galaxy and is i was just talking to the <laughs> wife about this yesterday i was kind of like just teasing her basically but there could be some truth to that i mean we got some pretty funky freckles all of us or most of us at least and that's a good point so you just never know but uh, that's that's a good purpose for them uh you know sure star map but yeah relationships are are relationships you know is it's the light of intelligence meeting the light of intelligence and light being so fast that, you know, we have to use sound to communicate. And, um, but, I, you know, rather than looking at the world as, as lessons learned, which, you know, you can see it that way. <clears throat> but I look at it as uh, evolutionary steps attained. Because I think that's what we're really doing is like we're evolving, you know, the, uh, the planet. We're evolving ourselves mostly and and uh, we're seeing the evolution of each other um because people have been you know for a long while recently been talking about spiritual warfare and um you know the the need for uh you know kind of an evolution to take place a conscious evolution to take place on the planet mm-hmm it's interesting and you it, Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no, I do enough talking as it is. You don't. You don't have much mic timing each and every show. Well, so let's finish I, I, the thought. I look at the world. They they don't want war. You know, nobody nobody wants war. Is the are you know fearless leaders, uh, the powers that should never be that want war, um, but the people don't. And so, more and more, you know, with this internet with these networks and the voice that we we share uh, the voice that we broadcast um we're broadcasting you know uh <clears throat> evolutionary paths to peace um ways to you know stop these battles um ways to you know kind of give everybody their their mic time thank you very much and uh and you know, uh, allow different ideas to happen, and and you know, not uh, not be judgmental, but uh, just curiosity and and using logic, I suppose. So I want I yeah I want to thank Chris for that. It's uh, it was a great presentation, and I I agree with him uh, that um, to to be able to heal ninety five percent of a, a crowd with uh, past life regressions is, is just phenomenal. So, um, you know, we've got a phenomenal guest on our hands, and I appreciate that. Words of wisdom, as is typically the case, courtesy of Pirate Larry and Reverend Jim here. Uh, episode number 197 of Pirate Radio Podcasts. Myself, your host as always, the Robin Hood's Chief Communications Officer, Jaffe Ryder, hypnotherapist Chris Lee is our feature guest. 
for approximately the next, well, 30 minutes at, at the most, really. So if you do have any questions, thoughts, comments, do let us know. You can call in as well, too. Let's not forget that. Pirate1radio at gmail.com is our Skype address. So if you'd like to contact us directly and have your question heard on air, maybe, or thoughts, comments, maybe you've got some criticisms, um, keep your views within civil, civil, you know, bounds or parameters and everything, you know, should be fine. You're welcome. You're welcome to have your say, of course. So, but there we go. And let me just finish by saying that we do have somebody here, Chris, Danielle Riverin, who has just dropped into the live streaming YouTube chat area saying it's cool to be here. She is studying e-hypnotherapy. I don't know if you know Danielle or not, but uh, it's, it's great that she did drop in, of course. So... That about does it. The floor, once again, is yours, Chris, if you can find the uh, find the mute button. Uh, one thing I'd like to ask you about, actually, is a couple things. My mother, anytime you approach her with a feather in your hand, she becomes completely and utterly terrified, runs screaming out of the room. It's very bizarre, and uh, I think it was my dad who discovered this first at an early point in the relationship for whatever reason, but it's, you know, it's incredible, but for me, it, that seems to be almost a no-brainer that uh, what she's suffering from is something along the lines here of what you, what you help to uh, liberate people from, really, with these, these hang-ups that they have. Secondly, well, I'm not too sure about the birthmarks because I know the Mongol, the Mongols, they all have these, what are, I think they're called Mongolian birthmarks on the, the upper thigh or butt cheek. My sister even has a little one, believe it or not. It's a small one. She's not too Mongolian uh, as far as I understand. Maybe that's something from a past life residual. But uh, one of a local Korean fortune teller here um, and they just simply go by the basis of your birth date and time, that sort of thing. Maybe they take a look at your face and whatnot. But because of my back issues, it's interesting that you would mention this, um, that she said, like, she didn't even know about my back issues. She just said to my wife that you have, your husband has back issues, and it's because he was a bit of a bastard in a past life and used his sword in a way you know, towards uh, somebody else where it it wounded them quite badly in the back. And this is his karmic payback. So that's what I'm having to endure <laughs> this go-around, if you can believe that. So as a, kind of along the lines of what you were sharing there earlier with respect to your story of the, the knight, of course, and the, the medieval times or what have you, and fighting and flailing away at each other and not realizing the greater more you know long-term consequences to their actions but anyways yeah welcome back uh, i guess you had some time to 
maybe grab a, a quick uh, you know shot of coffee or whatever the case may have been hopefully you're listening to the conversation somewhat as yes, well too any thoughts uh anything come oh, to just mind to finish yeah just to mention about uh, uh karma karma is misunderstood it is not payback karma is misunderstanding but i don't know if you knew that the favorite bank in canada that the pirates use is the rbc hrbc Royal Bank of Canada. Oh, okay. Hardy, hardy, hard. Okay. In fact, yes, you know, and that's also, that's one of the things right. that we often we ask our guests for to gain a win admission uh, onto the the Robin Hood that some sort of pirate reference, a bit of trivia, or pop culture. So that that's that shall suffice. There we go. We don't well, even have to well, ask. Well, yeah. at the banks, they also like to put their money into RRSPs. Oh, geez. Here we go. <laughs> okay, moving along. Now, quickly before I forget, I wrote it down about the feather. Uh, quite often, people got buried alive uh, centuries ago, not on, always on purpose. It's just because if they went into a coma, their medicine for checking if you're alive was certainly a system, certainly very archaic. It was either if you fogged a mirror or your breath moved a feather. So there's a possibility that Feather, uh, she got, might have got buried alive because the Feather said she was dead and she wasn't. That's a possibility. But uh, like like uh, the Rev said, that about the dreams, he's very he's very visual. Yes, some people can tell me, oh, God, it stinks in here or something. That memory, not everybody does. But dreams are past lives, especially reoccurring bad dreams. Their past lives needed to be fig figured out, taken care of. A quick one here for everybody is that I've well, I've actually, uh, my, I have four books, Life in the Past Lane, and it's basically not a how-to book, nice try, it's actually case histories, but I have so many of them, they ended up doing a second book, Life in the Past Lane, Fears and Phobias, and then Life in the Past Lane, Aches and Pains, and my fourth one, two more to come, is Life in the Past Lane, Crimes Against Humanity, and I'll explain that in a pinch, but... What it is, is that in the fears and phobias, I've dealt with about, in fact, if I recall, 141 fears and phobias. A lot of them are onesies. But let's see how you guys are doing out there with this one. What do you think are the four most common fears, phobias? Public speaking is one. No, we don't. Oh, really? Actually, I already gave you the first one. Fear of heights. Yeah, <laughs> number one. Snakes. Number two is, sorry? Snakes. Snakes. That's about five or six. Oh. Marriage? Number two, actually. <laughs> Sorry? Marriage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> tying tying the knot, yeah. Cute. That's a good, that should have been there. Don't, I think I, I had a two. I think two of those. But number two is actually is actually uh, fear of small places, you know, claustrophobia. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Number four is deep water. Mm. Those people that have a fear of deep water, usually swimming pools doesn't bother them. They can see the bottom. So the ones that they can't see, you know, shark, shark. Number three, I sort of left it for a moment. It sounds like it shouldn't be in there in a sense, but it is called the fear of success. Ah, that's a good one. Because people think it's something like specific. But what it is, it's the same system. If you were rich in a past life or getting really popular or moving up in the ranks or something, people often would kill you. And they didn't have CSI back there, so they got away with it. So your subconscious 
well, is remember got the memory going. It'll say things like, "Don't get too successful, you're going to get killed." And it'll have people. I've had people say that they started doing self sabotage. They'd make stupid decisions mm -hmm. and stuff for that. So that's the top four. Now, being as we don't have much time, you mentioned about twins, about being um, often can read each other. We actually can be in more than one body at one time. Our energy is so strong that when we come into a human body, it's only about apparently 10%. So we do have that and, uh, ability of that when we do die, that sometimes we're stuck. We don't leave. This is where you get a lot of the debilitating emotions, like your depression, anxiety, suicidal mood swings, anger, panic attacks, guilt. These come from the fact that you've got lives that you're stuck in. And because we can be in more than one, you can have a few stuck and still be you know, here in this current life. What a lot of people don't realize is the emotion or the, that holds them there from not leaving is very strong and it, it is affecting you because you're part of the same energy. That is why so many people go to therapy for years and don't get better. It's because, unfortunately, most therapists are using current life. Remember the hypnotherapy? But if you use the past life, that's where your concerns come from. I don't know. I had one lady one time come in. She said, life's been good, but I've been angry all the time. I don't know why. I've been in therapy for four years. I said, has it helped? She said, no, wasted my money. I said, let's check it out. Sure enough, she'd been stuck in a life that was held there because of revenge, and I'm going to kill the guys that, that killed me, and very angry. So what I do is that when we do find it, and it's easy to find in the session, subconscious will show you, we take it home. So in other words, you take that energy part which is still part of you, back to the home. Now I call the soul group home. And she started, as she was doing that, taking it home, she started sitting up straighter in the chair, and she went, I can't believe this. I don't feel angry. Four years didn't do a thing. You did. That's how quick this works. So a lot of your emotions, think of the therapies that go on and on and on and on. They're the aspirin, remember, for the headache, not the cause which is what I take care of. Now, a couple of specific ones, because we got, um, don't tie you up all night, is that when people come to see me, they have had an ailment so long that they've had, you know, like 10, 20 years to learn how to pronounce their 30-letter word, or an ailment. And when they do rattle it off, I just say, what's that in English? Where does it hurt? Like even in the back, all I need to know is lower, upper, middle. Your subconscious doesn't care. It just knows where to go. The only big word I've bothered to learn, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because everybody's hearing about this, is fibromyalgia. Big word. It took me months to pronounce that one. But I've had tons of people come in with it. And all it is is a body ache from a past life. Two of my doctor friends that I work with, uh, two different provinces, who were saying, they, when I mentioned fibromyalgia, they just laughed. They said, it's a body pain. And we know when we can't figure out or prove where it came from, we call it fibromyalgia so you'll feel better. you got at least a title to it. And I said, do you fix it? And he says, no, I do. My percentage of people with fibromyalgia that I've cleared up right now is only about 100%. Can't be much better, could it? All it is is body pain. Now, remember another thing, too, is that your body member tightens up an area of your body, the body cell memory, to hurt. It takes and put bones out of joint. One of the ones that does this a lot, too, is a thing called arthritis. 
Arthritis misunderstood. It's not a disease. It's not hereditary. It's, it's none of those things. It's a body being held tight. A lot of times it's fingers and, and feet and, that, and ankles and that. This lady came to see me about oh, four or five years ago. She had, actually in her late 50s, she came in and her hands were sort of gnarled. Now, one thing about people say, well, it is real. Look at, look at the gnarls on my knuckles. Well, when your bones are out of joint, the body flow doesn't work well, so it does cause calcium buildup. So it's not really, again, a disease. Forget it. She said it's been about six years since she really had, could move her hands well. She could hardly even write. So and another interesting thing, when people come in with a list of stuff that they want worked on, often half the stuff that should be on there they didn't realize because they think they're stuck with it. So she didn't have arthritis on there. So I said, let's check that out. Sure enough, when I went to the past life, it was to do with dungeons. That's what my book four about is crimes against humanity. It's to do with serial killers, Jack the Ripper, World War II atrocities, torture dungeons, witches, and sexual assaults. Dungeons. She was, and oh, also the the guards in dungeons aren't therapists. They're not. They're not nice people. <laughs> they weren't hired for that. They were hired because they're good at torturing people. And what they were doing is when she popped into that scene, they were smashing her hands with a hammer. Something to do for them. So I saw that and I said a couple of statements like, you know, let it go, which she did. Then I said, now move your hands. Remember I told you that watching people move stuff that they couldn't before is priceless. That's why I love doing this. Remember Rice Krispies? Their their uh, commercial was Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Do you remember that? Yeah, sure. She started moving her hands. I thought I was listening to a Snap, Crackle, and Pop commercial. Her hands, she had, you know, eyes are still closed because it's easier to not be distracted. She had her hands up in front of her and started moving them, and it was going crackle, snap, crackle for about 15, 20 seconds. Now, that's a fair amount of time. Then slowly it stopped, and her hands moved further away. Her flexibility was totally back. All it was was that the life lesson wasn't finished from that life. It doesn't matter what it is. You don't have to bring in the ache or pain, the body and cell memory. It let go. What? Remember, people ask me heavy questions. I say, I don't know. And why does it work? I don't know. But I've done this thousands of times. It works every time. So remember the old saying, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Another quick one just to explain. I do get people occasionally do come in and see me that say, I haven't got anything to you know, fix. just want to know what it's all about. Every one of those people, I'm talking about 20, 25 people, not very many, Within five minutes, I have at least five things on the list. Hearing and vision are also on there. This one guy, he was snack cracking his knuckles. He was a younger guy. Drove me nuts. I hate that. And then he tried to explain, oh, that's like you're loosening them up. So, you know, get a grip. If everybody, if that was right, then we should all be cracking our knuckles. It wasn't. Past life, he was getting his hands, fingers cut off for torturing him. And that's where it came from. So... What is happening is that is, is why you crack them is like letting checking to make sure his fingers are still there. He stopped doing that. Another lady came in. She started coughing. She was clearing her throat continually, kind of annoying. I said, "How long have you been doing that?" She goes, "What?" I said, "Clearing your throat." She said, "Oh, oh yeah, I guess I've been doing that. It bothers my friends." But turned out 
she of course she wouldn't have had that on her list she would she thought she was stuck with it turned out she had died in pompeii remember that that volcanic uh, island whatever and archaeologists are still finding uh, bodies from that uh, preserved a lot but they're not from melting from the heat it was from the dust they couldn't breathe she stopped clearing her throat, and she went out. She said, it's probably why I have asthma, too. I can't breathe. And I can now breathe through it. Asthma and allergies, they're all they're all past lives. But one of my favorites, I'm trying to fit it in because of the timing here, is that when I work with a client, um, in, not on, on uh, Skype, but uh, in my office, I put, when I'm ready to go rock and roll, I put a headphones on them, head, headphones. And they're hooked to a little mixer, and I have a little microphone that I talk through it, even though they're right in front of me. The main thing is that it keeps you know outside noises uh, down. And the main thing I like doing it for is that I can pipe in uh, some boring music. And it helps also keep the dead air space when I pause. And I don't put it loud. I keep it low. And what happened was is that and I don't hear it because I don't need to slow down. So I put the headphones on this lady, and I said, how was the music? I don't want it too loud. She said, what music? And I went, hmm. So I turned it up a bit more. She says, nothing. So I turned it up louder than I've ever done for anybody. She's just nice. <laughs> I said, you have problems with hearing, don't you? And she said, how did you know? <laughs> I said, because you can't hear the music. I also, I should have noticed is that when people are getting hard of hearing, Watch them. They'll be staring at you very intently because they start reading your lips a bit, too. So anyhow, so I said, put it on your list. When did this happen? She was over 35. I said, about 20 years ago, 15. I said, make it a long story shorter. I, it turned out she was a girl, a third of the century, farm girl, uh, only child. And she was about 15 and her parents. It wasn't a really nice, play, you know, kind of grubby old thing. And a rat had got in. They didn't close the doors much. Mum was screaming to Dad, get your rifle and shoot the do the, this rat. Now, she was in another room and being nosy. And she said, and in my current life, I'm extremely nosy. We do bring in our characteristic. And so I ran around the corner and the rifle went off and it deafened her in that life. And here's the thing that I give goosebumps every time I tell this. I said, now that you see it, you can let it go. And she said, yes, I can. And can you turn the music down? That's how quick it works. Because the things in your ears, the little things that they were being held tight, when they let go, they work. That is how it works so easily. Once you see it, you let it go. Oh, also uh, from, your, from your dungeons, we get a lot of things from it. Things like losing, like... Um, Weight, weight problems. If you ever go on diets and the weight pops back later, it's because your subconscious says, no, we starve to death in dungeons. And most dungeons actually die in them because they don't have a set time. And you start losing weight, so the subconscious says, no, don't lose weight. We're gonna, I'm going to put it back on. It's in charge of your body system. Also, thing, things like uh, rat, fewer rats often from in there. Chewing nails is from dungeons. They didn't feed you well. I know it's hard to believe, but they didn't feed you well. And people would chew their nails for some kind of sustenance. Also, a lot of people have IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, because the poor food. One of the more interesting ones I do get from that happens from dungeons is a thing called libido. You ever heard of that word? A libido? Yeah. Yeah, well, like the Freudian uh, Sex drive. term. Sure, yeah. 
I actually, when I first heard this about 20 odd years ago, when I first started, somebody, this woman said, I need help with my libido. I thought, I said, is that a car? <laughs> I wasn't. I was a little naive then. It's your sex drive. Here's the, the bad thing about being in a dungeon, especially if you're female. The guards, their perk was to rape you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes daily, and if there's three or four guards, sometimes all of them. So think of the logic. You bring in an ache or pain from a past life that you don't know where it came from, and it bothers you in this life. If you have been raped continually and sex is not very nice anymore from that, you bring it into this life, often why people have poor libido because the desire is still stuck back in the, from being raped back in the old days. So I do help people with that too. Sleep mm-hmm. is also a big thing. One of the things I want to quickly mention is besides the stress headaches, there's another type of headache that people have a problem with. Have you ever heard of migraines? Absolutely, yeah. Yes. Now, not everybody gets migraines. I've never had them, but uh, if you aren't aware of them or how they work, they're generally a two- to four-day headache, not like a few hours or like a like stress-type thing. And also certain things make them worse. Some people can't have daylight uh, because mm-hmm. one woman said her time she smells chocolate while she has a migraine, it gets worse and worse. Now, the big thing about migraines is I've already worked it out and shown that migraines are 100% past life. Hmm. That is why people get rid of them. When my, one of my, and also a little bit of detail stats, if you have migraines, you're generally female, but not always, and you generally get them during puberty time. Puberty time is actually a big thing for glasses. More people start wearing glasses between the age of 10 and 15 than any other time of the life because of puberty. Puberty is a change in life. Some people can't handle it. They it, don't want to see what's coming. It's a it's a rough time they in don't want to see most what, people's lives. Yeah. yeah, tough time. So with a little phrase, they don't want to see what's coming, subconscious starts making it harder for them to see. That's where it comes from. But anyhow, my brother, my next younger brother, I have three brothers, no sisters, so I'm, I'm the oldest. He had migraines, started when he was 13. To make a long story short, shorter, okay. He had them, and what happened was, also a quick one, you ever notice that you, if you have siblings, as you grew up, they all had different likes, dislikes. It wasn't like everybody liked the same thing, even though he had the same parents. That doesn't affect them. He loved toy soldiers, loved soldiers, so that's what he got for Christmas. Now, what happened was is that when I went over to see him, remember I said earlier that he had a pub in England, went over to see him, and while I was there, he had a migraine attack. So I said, let me work on it. So he waited two or three days to subside it. And then I slowed him down and said, let your subconscious take you back to why you have migraines. Boom. He goes, oh, it's World War One. I'm a soldier. Now, remember, people bring in our traits and interests. I said, what's the details? He said, I'm a... Seven, I'm underage. I'm a British soldier. I wanted to get into that war and help. I'm in the French trench. The Germans are on the other side. And he says, the end of the first day, and quiet. Nothing happened. Boring. He wanted action. He said, then he said, I'm going to look over the edge and take a peek. And I went, oh, God, because I know what would happen. Sure enough, he got shot through the head. Both sides used to keep snipers uh, to, for twits that put their head up. So he got shot through the head, never fired a shot against the enemy. And I said, anything else? And he says, wait a minute, I'm a soldier in World War II. And I said, interesting. What's the details? And he said, I'm a Canadian soldier. 
but I've been brought over to England. That was that happened there and being trained. And I took a little brain fart and I said, where did you get trained in England? And he went, oh, my God, the same town that I have my little, right, the same little town that I have my pub in. He had randomly picked that pub out of a bunch of them. Sometimes we get pulled. People often say they go on holidays and they felt like they're home or couldn't get out of there fast enough. He was being trained for the Normandy raid. He's in the one of the first landing crafts going across into England, France. The Germans are there. And he got shot through the head. Not a single shot against the enemy in both wars. So I thought to myself, hmm. And I said, where, does your, where did those bullets hit you? And he said, wow, both the same place, my left temple. And I said, they're big bullets. They sure they would have come out. Where did they come out? And he says, the back right. And as he's doing that, I can see the look on his face. The eyes are closed. I can see he's thinking. <laughs> I said, where does your migraine start and finish? Now, some people's migraines stay in one place, some move. He said, oh, shit. He said, they start in my left temple, and they come out, the, and it ends up in the back right. He hasn't had a migraine since 1997. Pretty profound. Yeah. See where it came from. It lets one lady emailed me one time. She said, I can't believe the hundreds and hundreds of dollars I've saved because I haven't had a migraine now for a year and a half since that session I had with her. And she was the one that informed me because I didn't know that migraine pills are twenty five to fifty bucks each. We'll hold it. These are, these are special. That, these are special pills, not just standard like aspirin or Tylenol. It's a special migraine. Oh no, no, pill. no, no. They they take. If you go to the doctor, he won't give you migraine stuff or, or Tylenol. Yeah. There's special pills because they're so powerful and hurt. All they do is numb. I said, what do you got, gold in them or something? And I said, do they take care of your migraine? No, they numb it. So that is why there's no cure for migraines until you come and see where it came from. Right. So well, that's what I wanted to get in. Yeah. There's so many common things are easily fixed. And you know that, uh, as the old saying goes, um, a healed patient is a customer lost. So, and that's exactly the problem oh, yeah. that you you've run into. <laughs> that ninety with, as you say, ninety five percent of the people that you've worked with, the the ailments uh, that they've they've had have been resolved. They've been they've been completely mm-hmm. uh, just dealt with, and they're no longer an issue. So. There's that lingering, I guess that five percent, which yeah, return customers, and hopefully you manage to uh, yeah. have that taken care of before too long. But look, we yeah, we are about ninety-eight percent now. Oh, very good. Just, so, just to finish one, one oh, thing. Okay, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you're gonna say something? <laughs> I can't for, Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> That's how quick I'm trying to get in the last few things. Is the uh, Sleep and um, sleeping. A lot of people have sleeping problems. Most of the time, it's because they've been killed in their sleep. So that helps take care of the concerns. Insomnia. Yeah, insomnia. Yes. That that, yes. that makes sense. Sure, that's a, that's a potential. I've had a couple of people that woke up at certain times in the morning, and it's because, sure enough, they had woken up in a grave, <laughs> six feet under, and sure enough, the time they woke up was the same time that they get up in this life. No, it doesn't happen again. So I do cover, it covers, basically what I'm saying is get a hold of me. I have a book special. Uh, Normally they're $15 each in the stores. If you buy all four of my books, uh, they're $25 for the whole four. And I include a 
CD Relaxation Plus. You do have to pay for the postage because they don't have a white beard red outfit. But get in touch with me with that same email. And as far as training goes, no, I don't know that lady you mentioned because I haven't trained her. What it is is that is that if you want to find out more about how to do what I do, how easy it is, and you don't need any special skills, email me at that same one, cl at pastliferap.com. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, well, it's it's. Uh, I'm actually looking at your Facebook right now. Uh, CL at pastliferap.com. Exactly. Just going over the websites as well too here. Pastliferegression and progression.com. Yeah. I'm not sure. What is your affiliation with Radiance yeah, what... Radiance Gifts? Are you uh, affiliated with them any longer? Uh, I don't even know why it's in there. No, I no 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 no. I don't know. I... Facebook stuck that in there. Well, you've got, I had that's done right. talks at about, that's I know right. Take it off. It, I did. I did. I've done about five or six talks there through the oh, year. Okay. But I, I got well, lots. Of, I got lots of places that I do regular talks. So that I, I I took out most. I forgot about that one. So no, it's nothing other we'll, than. We'll edit that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so, uh, but I do have a. There's a quick question here, Joey mm -hmm. Boomer once again. He's mm -hmm. really uh, kind of hitting on it. I think it's it's a great question. Do you, Chris, have any past life memories? What do you what do you feel about it? I think you've already explained what you feel about this past life uh, memories and experiences in general. But do you yourself any personal uh, personal stories you can share with us, just uh, in brief? Actually, actually no, because as I mentioned, I cannot do this to myself. Because I ask questions. When I ask you questions, I'm thinking. When I'm thinking, I'm not relaxed. You are relaxed. So I cannot do this. So what I do is that I have some of my grads work on me or in when I'm doing training. Right. I let some of the students work on me. But I really basically had couldn't think of anything. I don't have any person aches or pains. The only thing I did get rid of is that I wondered why I cannot stand, and I still don't like the look of it, is cottage cheese and sour cream. They're not normal. <laughs> The two of them mixed together, or just as as they well, I don't as know. they are. Well, they look similar. Just the things. Uh, that's only I did find out what it's about. Jeez. But basically, no. How about sauerkraut? Have, Come on, you know, a little sauerkraut. Is, mm, well, those things we don't like. I hear I hear that they now make vegan meat, vegan <laughs> beef, because uh, the, the the cows eat grass. <laughs> oh, bit of a contradiction in terms there, folks. Oxymoron yeah. of sorts, but yeah. Uh, yeah now and the last let's see well, hang on joey's got another good comment here fibromyalgia made up by doctors why they started scripting placebos i'm not sure exactly what he means what he's getting at there precisely chris if, if whether you well, do the power or... suggestion like placebos you know it's like a sugar pill sure and, and the power if you're see your subconscious listens to your conscious. The conscious is not clever. It's got an ego problem. It likes to think, listens to people. Don't talk to Johnny. He's got a cold. You're going to catch that cold. <gasps> oh, God, I just talked to Johnny. The subconscious hears that, knows that you believe in it. It does what you tell it. It lowers your immune system so that you're more apt to catch it. Be careful how you talk to yourself. That's why when somebody gets a sugar pill and they're told this is going to fix you, that's why it usually works. So the you think this? Suggestion. You think this might then be applicable to what we're seeing as far as this recent uh, COVID nineteen eighty four business? I suppose. Yes, that's that's another long topic. I don't want to get into it's right. stupidity. It's right. Stu why are we wearing masks when 
uh, cancer, uh, the flu kills you more than than this does, and we don't wear, we don't quarantine people for that. We, you quarantine the sick, not the healthy. But there's a lot of conflicts going on with uh, riots, the riots and stuff with that. The mask is almost a pathetic thing unless you clean it every 20 minutes. And it's, it's anyhow, moving along. I don't want to get too much of a bad power suggestion. It seems to be that when everybody hears that this is going to save you, there's so many people out there. They're that sort of like hypochondriacs. Right. Well, and I think it, the, the, what's known as the, the virtue signaling is a, is a part of it as well, too. I, I know that for a fact here in Korea and talking to the wife. But we, 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 we hash this over incessantly over the course of each news stream that we put together on Tuesday <laughs> nights. So, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. mostly wanted to have you on board here to talk about you and, and what you practice and mm-hmm. uh, what you could essentially bring to the table on the hypnotherapy front. Big thanks once mm-hmm. again to Laura Lee Potvan, of course. With your books and other products, I think you mentioned uh, CDs and the like. It, uh, now, I know some authors are not able to do this, but uh, there have been some in the past who they have. If we have listeners who contact you, are you able to offer them a, a pirate code or pirate radio discount or, or small incentive of any sort. Well, the books are in, books are incentive because if they mention that they heard this on your station, because these four books generally total it sell in stores for sixty to eighty dollars, so twenty five bucks is a good deal. As far as doing sessions, yes, I do them on on Skype. You can get hold of me, but um, I don't really give a discount on that because really, when you think about it, for the session for that lady, she saves hundreds and hundreds of dollars on migraine pills she didn't pay that much for her session and a lot of people know medicines and that are not cheap or that effective too what do you typically charge for a okay session yeah my sessions are now is one and a half hour one and a half to two hours and it's 150 dollars now the the one issue that you've i'm sure heard of uh and are quite familiar with given the fact that you've been in this area of, uh, you know, you're practicing hypnotherapy. I'd, I think that's the right way of putting it because as, as I know you mentioned law earlier, medicine, we kind of, we brought that up, but uh, that the people, let's see if I can get this straight now with two people, uh, don't, don't you, uh, a, a witness or some uh, somebody to uh, to provide testimony or just as a witness, a friend, people that they can bring along. Um, I'm not sure how a Skype session will work exactly, but it said that you should never go and undergo hypnosis without somebody else present to oh, kind of see what's going that's on. Bullshit. That's bullshit. Total bullshit. You don't buy that, huh? You see, totally. There's okay. no reason. In fact, if you have somebody there, it can it can affect the because oh, what if I'm a bad guy and now my friend knows that I used to kill people in a past life and I, they don't relax. You see, that piece of crap comes from they think that they're losing control and they're going to be made to become a killer. And it, I think go back to daydreaming. Does somebody make you daydream? Does somebody can you get out of it? 
uh, when you, you're, in, you're in hypnosis sleeping at night. When you get up in the morning, do you have to have somebody wake you up? have to be there to get you, well, I can rephrase that, <laughs> sometimes you do, but you come out of it. The worst thing that could ever happen, if you're in a session with somebody, with a hypnotherapist, I like to actually refer more, self more to regression therapist, is that if I died, you'd, you'd be, you're already there, you'd hear me, <laughs> okay, no, nobody has to be there, what a load, I'm sorry. That, well, well what, what, what I'm getting at, I think the issue though, really, uh, that most people are concerned about is things like sexual assault for example on the part of the hypnotherapist themselves and let's not forget the 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 term the, what is it therapist if you look at it it literally does the rapist yeah yes hypno the rapist yes no uh, you see the whole point is if you were disappearing and sleeping there's a possibility you're there all the time it's okay. So, disappear. so hang on. So you're saying if somebody, yeah. if the hypnotherapist or whoever was, if, mm -hmm. they, if they were assaulting you, you'd wake up. Is that what you're saying? You know, sleep. That's just that's another expression. Uh, it's when people say wake up. No, you're not asleep. Okay. You're when you're daydreaming, you're not sleeping. When you're reading a book and you don't hear people talking, you're not sleeping. Okay. When you're in sleep in bed, if somebody that's that. It, but you if don't go to sleep. right, if you were being assaulted, you would be aware of it, though. Is is what total, I'm, total, yeah, total, and because it's it's just like, when I talk to somebody in a session, it sounds exactly like I'm talking to them right now. The only difference is you will have answers because your conscious isn't getting in the way, but it mm -hmm. still sounds like I had one lady said, "Well, you took care of my problems," but she says, "I don't know if I was really in hypnosis," and I said, and I've done this. I said, "What's it supposed to feel like?" She said. I don't know. I said, well, if you don't know what it's supposed to feel like, how do you know you weren't in it? It's because they think of bells and whistles and mm -hmm. magic. No, it's simple. That's why it's that's why people. Uh, when I do my talk, 84% of people book a session because they realize then it isn't loss of control. You don't disappear. Another thing too is that there's absolutely, and I've worked with thousands of people. They they having an ab reaction. Like if you go to past life and you see that you're being hung. Nobody, zero percent, get an ab reaction. They don't go, oh my God, I'm being hung. No, a hundred percent. The reaction you get is relief. Oh my God, that's what's my problem. I can get it gone. It's gone. There is no ab reaction. It doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess the last question here, related to what we're discussing at present, do you allow for your clients to record the no. session? Or no, I don't. I found, I found don't. many years ago, I used to, in the days of cassettes, when I did start doing it, I found that half the time the batteries died. For some reason, the energy drained out of them. And another thing annoying is that turning the, stopping them and clunking and turning it over because they are there, they listen and hear everything, was also distracting. I have found also that why? It's not like a reading where you want to impress your friends and, and all that kind of stuff. You see, here's how this works. This is a therapy. When you go back to a past life, and it's 1802, for example, and your pain disappears, does it really matter what year it happened in? No, it's a mm -hmm. therapy. And there's some things you might want to feel comfortable having some of your people listening to it. It's a therapy. Mm. You will remember everything. 
like you know, sometimes people when they when they finish, uh, you know, occasionally they you know give them a piece of paper and pencil, they can jot down the times because I do make some notes. But my notes are not for you; they are for me to refer to as I'm going through the session. Or if you do come back for a second one, I've got the notes of what happened the first one. But no, there's no reason to record it. It's a healing. It's a therapy. It's not a uh, and it's, it, it, no. Okay. Well, there we go, and uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, we're we're actually Good gonna. Questions. I'm I'm sorry. Good questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's important to definitely um, to have you respond to those. Obviously, they were down <laughs> here, and 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 yeah. uh, a tough question, of course, too. But you, you typically save the the, the hard balls for the end, of course. Uh, but I think for the most part, yeah, pretty a fun flowing and very informative educational conversation this week we're going to turn the um turn the mic back here to pirate larry and reverend jim of course we've already let listeners know uh how they can contact chris the show notes the description area rather down via the youtube uh drop down area is where you can find all that information uh, aside from the Radiance Gifts link, we're going to remove from there and, and uh, just as, as, as briefly, as, as soon as we can possibly manage. So let's see. Uh, we're going to see if we can track down Reverend Jim, who's helping to syndicate our show, let's not forget, via his DLive channel, along with uh, Angel Espino over on psn-radio so we really do appreciate that uh and thirdly our third syndicator at least as far as the people that we're aware of there might be some anonymous folks out there who haven't made their presence yet entirely known is uh, the global enlightenment radio network that's daryl and katie so hashtag gurn very much appreciated appreciated and we could not say anything um more positive as far as the support that they that they've given us there via these various outlets so reverend jim yeah just any final closing thoughts i know we're going to try and uh, take a look at heading off to the rogues gallery after show you typically carry on with your i think music stream mostly via your d live channel um and people can find you over in D Live via is it's just Reverend Reverend Jim Rev dot Jim. That's right. You yeah. You gotta put the dot in there or actually I don't think it comes up with me. Okay. But it's Rev dot Jim yeah, over on D Live T V. And uh yeah, well I do I play information videos, uh and music. We take requests, we chat, we uh we have a good time over here. And, uh, yeah, we've got uh, had 10 people here so far for about the whole show. So mm -hmm. We had about Not 20. We had about 20 uh, across the three platforms here. Join us live via YouTube, Facebook, and DLive is the numbers we were seeing. So, And, of course, we always look forward to people who check out what we have archived after the fact, our European audience and and many others uh, even uh, beyond that one particular continent. 
So, uh, I'm sorry, you were going to say something more? Oh, just uh, my numbers keep growing as yours slowly, but, uh, you know, I'm not out to be uh, famous. Uh, I'm here trying to just share information. If I can teach somebody something they didn't know or bring them information they hadn't heard before or music almost every day someone tells me oh man i've never heard this before or who you know they ask who the band is or i'll tell them something about like vaccines or whatever they didn't know and uh that's what it's all about little by little the information grows the truth gets out there other than that um it was a great show uh chris it was nice meeting you definitely some good information i gotta look further into this because uh well, just because <laughs> I want to know, I yeah. want to know how I how I died last time. Some pretty profound um, material, really, as far as what could potentially bring a lot of comfort and uh, you know com comfort, satisfaction, ease, healing, of course, um, calm to a lot of people's minds because we are really so neurotic frankly and we run off in all sorts of directions looking for the answers when they could be just um no further out there than than right under our nose or uh the just the very hand in front of our face um so this is the first time we've ever done this that it was it was definitely a real trip, and it'd be great to maybe have him back at some point to take a different maybe tact or or angle. Definitely, uh, like to promote him a little further as far as uh, you know, getting his name out there, sharing him with some of our other fellow live streaming contacts. Uh, Pirate Larry out of Los Angeles, you're still there, of course, shacked up with one of your sons. Um, doing a lot of healing yourself. I wonder if there's the possibility that your current health condition could potentially be related to past life cellular memories or or what exactly? Any thoughts? Don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, you know, I haven't put uh, past life with uh, health an interesting combination. Um, <clears throat> and so I'll have to think about it. But um, uh, so, you know, so far, I mean, I've treated them as two separate things. Okay, well, there we go. So we'll be back again this Tuesday, of course, with the news, as always, headed off to a potential after show here. Um, Chris did say he's something of a night owl. We'll just uh, have to consult behind the scenes here amongst ourselves, including the likes of Pirate Larry and Reverend Jim, see what the general consensus is. But uh, in the meantime, a huge word of, of thanks and appreciation to our audience members, a lot more people then i think it makes sense to even at this point give a shout out to 
one after the next. You know who you are. You took the time to vote with your computer mice. Uh, drop by and check out our live streaming event this Friday with hypnotherapist Chris Lee. Uh, WPRPN.com is the website, of course. Sign up is free. Pirate One Radio at ProtonMail.com is our PayPal address. We've also got our Patreon in place. Always appreciate the, the tips that people leave us there based on the, the premium content that we help them to unlock, whether it's the news item package that we have in place for a simple a buck, uh, a buck a shot, or the Rogues Gallery after shows, $2.50 per item. And for a big $10, you can talk to me for a full hour behind the scenes. We can record it if you like or, or not. That's completely up to you. And I think in doing so, you actually managed to unlock all those other items as well, too. So how about that? Be sure to check out all the show description links available down via the drop-down menu off of YouTube. Minds.com, we're always looking for more group moderators as well, too. Let's not forget, so keep that in mind. Drop us a line if you'd like to know more about that. And our intern search as well, too. People with any knowledge of Linux, perhaps, if you're a web tech type or even someone who has some skills in the creative design department. Reach out to us, let us know, drop us a line, and we'll fill you in more as to what we can offer, the, the gratuity, the stipends, the little incentives, which we think is a, is a pretty fair deal, but you'll have to uh, talk to us first so we can further work things out. That about does it, folks. As always, the way we like to end things here, on behalf of Captain Long John Sinclair and all the rest of the crew aboard the Robin Hood until we meet again out in the high digital seas, I'm your host as always, the show's Chief Communications Officer, Jaffe Ryder. Tally-ho. I know. There we be. Having carefully looked over each of our navigation panel instruments, checking every level, switch, dial, cable, knob, and pulley, by all accounts and indications, we indeed see it's time once again to drop anchor inside Mystic Bay, draw an end to yet another week of World Pirate Radio Live. Remember? If you're looking for a little more animated online action, keep in mind we've likely got yet another great free-flowing rogues gallery after show coming up for the next hour in one of our more premium exclusive and remote digital underground online pirate hideaways. Also, if you yourself have a new, novel, intriguing, 
or otherwise underreported idea, unique individual, or pressing item in mind, be sure to either drop us a line directly over on WPRPN.com or fire us a quick email via Pirate One Radio at ProtonMail.com. We're always open to exploring fresh creative suggestions, intriguing guest ideas, cutting-edge discussion topics, and captivating themes. Remember, WPRPN.com member site subdomain links are also always available. Great for artists, musicians, podcasters, bloggers, social media personalities, or pretty much just any old land lover looking to boost their online visibility, presence, and reach. Basic personal profile accounts can be launched for just $60 per year. Staking your claim now helps not only strengthen you and the network, we're also looking out for the little guy. That's right, folks. As much as half of all WPRPN's profits are redirected right back into the hands of the people who really need it most. Community charity. After all, we are the Robin Hood. You can further embark on your own personal pirate journey by either liking, sharing, commenting on, subscribing to, or just following us via virtually any mainstream social media platform, including Twitter, Facebook, Gab, or Minds.com. So don't forget to become engaged until we meet again out on the high digital seas. I'm your host as always, the ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Tally ho.